This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Have you ever wanted to build your vocabulary? I know there's often times when I come across words that I still don't understand. And many people who are English as second language learners want to build their vocabulary as much as I'd like to build my vocabulary both in English and in Spanish. Whether you're a native speaker or a language learner, having a strong vocabulary is an important ingredient for success in business and your personal life as well. But building vocabulary requires a strategy. That's what I'm going to talk about today, how to read, write, and practice to strengthen your vocabulary. The episode today was inspired by an email that I received, and I'm going to read to you the email. It said, hello, Lisa. I've been going through your blogs, and I need some help regarding building vocabulary. Many people suggested that I read books, and some suggested I read a dictionary in a newspaper. I find it hard to remember those words and sentences as I'm not able to reproduce them. So how can I increase my skills to communicate better by using better words? Please help me regarding this. Thanks, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Thanks for your question. I really appreciate when listeners send in questions. I really think that the podcast episodes are the best ones when I'm responding directly to what you want to hear. I know for me, learning new vocabulary is important, but at the same time, it can be difficult. But before I share some tips, I'd like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. And these days, you can get practically everything on demand. Like this podcast, you can listen whenever you want, whenever it's convenient for you. So why are you still going to the post office and dealing with their limited hours, especially when you can get postage on demand with Stamps.com? Anything you can do at the post office, you can do right from your desktop with Stamps.com. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer. So you can get postage whenever you need it 24-7. Because let's face it, trips to the post office are never convenient. Hey, did you know that Stamps.com even gives you postage discounts you can't get at the post office? So you'll never pay full price again. And right now you can support me and the show by signing up for Stamps.com. Be sure to use the promo code SPEAKER for the special offer. It includes a four-week trial plus $110 bonus offer, which includes postage and a digital scale. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in SPEAKER. That's Stamps.com and enter SPEAKER. Okay, so we got our postage out of the way. When it comes to vocabulary, I think that the key to learning new words is to understand that you need to go beyond just reading the definition. You also need to hear examples of how the word is used in a variety of contexts. You need to analyze and process the new word, and then you need to use it yourself. So the advice that you receive to read more is good advice, very good advice. However, as I'm sure you know, learning vocabulary through reading is not a fast process. In fact, it's something that happens very slowly. It's something that happens over time. And you mentioned to me that it's hard for you to remember new words. So the question that comes to mind is, are you reading at the right level? When it comes to reading and learning new vocabulary, it's critical to consider the reading level because choosing the right material is probably the most important factor for vocabulary building. 
if the material's too advanced, learning new vocabulary is difficult, if not impossible. And of course, if it's too simplistic, you're not going to learn a new vocabulary word either. So you may be asking then, well, how do I know if a book is good for me or not? So my suggestion is to read the first few pages. And if it's a good vocabulary level for you, you should only have one or two new words per page. If there's too many new words, it's too difficult and you'll need to find something easier. And by the way, you can find books at the right level by using Lexile scores or also using the Flesh Kincaid grade level or the Flesh Reading Ease ratings. And if English is your second language, sometimes it can be hard to find books with interesting, meaningful adult content, but that are at the correct reading level, especially in the beginning. You may want to use materials that are specifically designed for language learning that uses vocabulary in a repetitive and progressive manner. In fact, when I was learning Spanish, that's exactly the kind of material that I used. And I really enjoyed learning in that manner. It made the vocabulary building really natural and easy because of the repetition and because the fact that I was learning it in context in enjoyable stories. Of course, you're probably already in the habit of looking up new words, but I think that that's an important thing to do. Anytime you find a new word, go ahead and look it up. And if you're an ESL learner, look up words both in your translation dictionary and also in the English dictionary, even if that means that you need to look up even more words to understand the definition. Sometimes I find that's really helpful to cement the word into your mind. Another suggestion is to read using ebooks. My kids usually prefer reading a hard copy book, but when it comes to vocabulary building, they actually prefer reading Kindle ebooks. And why? Because, of course, it's easy to look up the definition of words. And my kids and I take advantage of that feature to learn new vocabulary. And in fact, just this week while reading the book Humble Inquiry, I looked up a word. And basically, the more words you're exposed to, the better vocabulary you'll have. The reason you need to read, read, read is because research shows that the best way to learn vocabulary is to learn the word from context, the way a young native language reader does. As you probably know, when children encounter a new word, they're encouraged to guess at the meaning based on the words around it before they look it up. And you should be doing the same thing. To improve your vocabulary using context clues, I recommend the Learning Network, which is associated with the New York Times. It gives a word of the day plus a quiz. Besides the definition of the words, it also links to published articles in the Times that previously used that word. And that can be a great way to learn the new word in context. And the good thing about the New York Times is that the reading level varies quite a bit. But as you even mentioned, even if you do read and look up words, it's very easy to forget new words. The trick is to take more steps. For example, I can't remember the word I looked up just two days ago, the one I mentioned when I was reading Humble Inquiry, because I didn't take any further action. My excuse is that it was late at night in bed and I was tired. So the first tip for vocabulary building in this case is to do it when you're fresh in the morning and you have time to do some of the follow-up activities. Next, did you know that research has shown that handwriting out notes helps you to remember the ideas better? So perhaps consider keeping a handwritten vocabulary log in which you write the word, the sentence you found it in, and the date. You might want to keep track of what you thought the word meant before you looked it up. Then write out the definition that you found. 
If you're artistic, or maybe even if you aren't, consider drawing a picture of the definition. Often pictures will help you to remember the word and its meaning, and this is particularly useful for ESL learners. Other things to consider adding to your vocabulary journal are connotations, synonyms, antonyms, the parts of speech, and the word family. The act of writing out all of this information will help you to more deeply understand and process the new word. And writing it in your own handwriting will also help you make the new word and its definition more memorable for you. As I mentioned when we started, in addition to reading as much as possible, you also need to practice, practice, practice. Research suggests, in fact, that it takes anywhere from 10 to 20 repetitions to make a word, a new word, part of your vocabulary. So take the time to review your vocabulary log each day or even just each week. Perhaps write out a new sentence using the new vocabulary. Each day, you could choose a new word or two and try to use the word that day. Put it on your phone to try to remind you to try to use that new word. In addition, be on the alert. Listen for that word being used, quote, in the wild that day. It's funny how when you learn a new word, you begin to hear it everywhere. The idea, again, is to practice through repetition, but repetition within a context. Another fun way to practice your skills is to take online vocabulary quizzes or play vocabulary games. There are many different options. I couldn't even begin to list them all. The idea, however, is to try to have some fun reviewing and assessing your word usage in complete sentences. Another option is to consider listening to vocabulary podcasts, the ones that are used to study for SATs. And by the way, the new SAT doesn't quiz students on the big vocabulary, what we used to call 50-cent words anymore. They're removing all those obscure, rarely used words in favor of what they are referring to as tier two high-utility words. By the way, Quizlet, it's a great quiz site for students, has an existing list of tier two words, which you can now use to test yourself. Words that have multiple meanings or which have very similar spellings can be particularly difficult for ESL learners, but they should definitely be on your list if your goal of your vocabulary building is for your professional development. And again, Quizlet is a great resource. The bottom line is that reading allows you to learn new vocabulary words in a variety of contexts. Writing helps you solidify them in your mind, and practice helps you move them from new words to words incorporated into your daily vocabulary. Learning new vocabulary is something that requires consistent and persistent efforts over many years, so be sure to celebrate your successes along the way. And as always, I'd love to get an update from you to see how this advice has helped. This is Lisa B. Marshall, moving you from mediocre to memorable, from information to influence, and from worker to leader. As always, your success is my business. Hey, if you are a mid-career professional in the New York City area looking for your next opportunity, I want to let you know about the Return to Work Career Transformation Summit. You can learn more by visiting connectworkthrive.com. And when you register, be sure to let them know that I sent you. That's connectworkthrive.com. Hi, I'm Johanna Rocco from Newfoundland, Canada. If you'd like to be a more compelling communicator, I invite you to read Lisa's best-selling books, Smart Talk, and Ace Your Interview. 
I read Smart Talk in preparation for attending my very first convention. One lesson I learned and used frequently was how to correctly shake hands. That skill was essential in helping me relax and feel confident when meeting people at the convention. I also want to encourage you to become a Lisa B. VIP, like me, by visiting lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. That's lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. Finally, you can learn more about Lisa's keynotes and workshops at lisabmarshall.com or if you have a question for Lisa, send it to publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Mm-hmm.